Hallelujah. You see, there's an arriving that I believe that God will have us arrive tonight. It's an arriving at rest. Where we take no definition from nowhere else apart from from God. It's obvious that in the heart of everything God has been saying to us tonight is the fact that we need to return to the place where he's our singular definition. This is how Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. He said, come out from among them and be separate. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. He said, I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters. Then he opened 2 Corinthians chapter 7 by saying, Seeing therefore that we have these great and precious promises. Great promises. Having therefore these great promises, dearly beloved. He said, let us cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. There's a perfecting of holiness. Please sit down, sit down. Thank you guys, sit down too. Because I want you to get this, alright? I don't have too much time to do it. I determined that we will leave here tonight early. Not so that you can do Valentine. I cancelled Valentine. It was a trap. We didn't want you to do it. So we brought you to church. Glory, hallelujah. Are you following me? Follow me. Because you have to get it. Listen to me. There's an arriving that we must arrive at. And it's a strong war. It's a contention. And if you read in scripture, a Christian has no war without. All of his wars are here. Because there's a culturing that Satan has done in society. You heard Pastor Sarah say it. You heard Pastor Male say it. You heard Caleb say it. You heard Pastor Precious say it. It's a culturing. It's such a strong culturing. And let me give, those of you who are single, that culturing has not died if you are not willing to lay marriage before God and live without it. Oh, you didn't hear me. The culture, the external culture, the overrating of sex, right? <laughs> I, I told them that we used to call it legal carnality. Are you following me? So we told Jesus, he should not try to come back before we get married. And what we were thinking is because of how much sex was. And you know scripture told you. Because he said to you that the final sign of the return of Jesus. Is that you will see the abomination that causes desolation. Standing in the holy place. What is that abomination? It is that Satan in every generation he wants to destroy. Overemphasizes sex. To the extent to which a generation goes looking for it. When they find that it is not as beautiful as what they thought, because hope is an eternal element in man, man does not stop questing. So he begins to look for it in other things, believing that he will be satisfied by it. Until he arrives at the realm of perversion, because every realm, listen, everything that Satan gives you to taste, he traps you in it. It's by a soulish element. It's called addiction. That's why what my wife was talking about when she was telling you that the gift in virginity as it were is not virginity in itself. Who wants work? Breaking high men is work. Just in case you didn't know. A lot of work. You understand? But a seal. 
One of the things you will learn tonight is that God left nothing for you to learn if you learn love. There's nothing else to learn the moment you learn love. The day you learn love, your quest finished. You know everything else. First Corinthians 13 wrote it in English. But even the knowledge that comes by discernment and prophecy is not as perfect as love. The problem is when we say, what is love? What are you thinking? So, at every level, if I get used to fondling, right? What happens is, Satan marks something in my soul. That feels like it has lost something anytime it doesn't get some, somebody to fondle. So it becomes an addiction. But because it is not even satisfying, I'm looking for something beyond fondling. That's why you have a lot of Christian young people who, in trying to stay Christian, have told themselves that the only thing that sex is, is penetration. And so, you have people doing oral sex, and they finish it and feel righteous. Because as far as they are concerned, they did not break through. And it is, so there's an angel waiting with a viral. As both of you are fondling. And he's waiting for the moment when you will attempt to put, then you will record it. as now sinned. Are you not a fool? How did you get to that level of deception? But I just said it is Satan. From the very beginning, listen to me. This was what it was from the very beginning. That was what he told Eve. He stirred up a quest inside of Eve to make Eve believe that there was something God was keeping away from her. And the moment Eve registered it in her mind, she would not rest until she tasted of that fruit. That's what a sexual quest is. You know, I'm supposed to be a teaching. I'm supposed to do a teaching that I call renewed sexuality. And I'm, I'm doing it majorly to that target those whose sexualities have gone to show how powerful the word of God and the blood of Jesus is. It is able to renew your sexuality. I mean, it is able to so renew, there's no effect. Are you following me? Believe God with me. Maybe sometime in March we should pick an evening or two and teach it. Do you agree? Because do you think it's only those who are not married who need a teaching on sex? No, no, no. You heard Pastor Sam this evening. The possibility is for Satan to bring you in marriage to the place where you are not even satisfied. So I think of new possibilities until you break God's boundaries and enter into perversion. And everything you call a new possibility is an idea you got from without, not from within. And a template of life is given to you by God from within. Please hear me. I said to you, this is actually... So all of the war is happening here. Give me 7 Corinthians chapter 10. Very quickly. Very quickly. Notice, they asked Pastor Precious a very, you know, and she answered it very beautifully. But this scripture came up in my heart. In 2 Corinthians 10, he said, Now I myself, Paul, beseech, I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness of, and gentleness of Christ, who in the presence and base among you, verse 4. 
You must fall. Let's not burn time. You must fall now. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of what? So, if you think strongholds, if you were like me when I was an early Christian, I used to think God was talking about some black, black teens or witches that meet in the night. But he went on to explain what strongholds are. Give me five. five. Casting down. No, no, no. No. Listen to me. It then means that every thought, what every thought is looking for is rulership. Every single thought. So if you watch the movie, that's why Caleb was telling you about the orientations that came by movies. Why do they say you may now kiss the bride? What does it mean if you have been kissing? So there are certain Christian cultures that were supposed to have preserved for us the knowledge of the fact that this you may now kiss the bride was supposed to be like a public breaking. Like finally, the restraints that we have put, now the veil is lifted. So, if we have been kissing since, what is you may now? You may just continue kissing. Do you understand? You may continue kissing from the last place you stopped. That's why even in the maddest cultures in the world, they tell you it is bad luck to see the bride on the day of the wedding before. No, 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 no. It wasn't their... That was what the custom was. It's not that day. It is that there was a day when it was wrong to have known the taste of what you are buying is as if you bought it. You understand? But seasons came. Imaginations pushed boundaries. So if you saw Pastor Chintok and his wife, come on. You know, if you saw Pastor Chintok and his wife walking, the first thing, Satan doesn't tell you, oh, behold their coordination. How powerful it is. Oh, behold their result. Two is better than one. Oh, behold how powerful they are. I mean, he doesn't tell you. The moment you see Pastor Tintok and his wife walking, the first thing I think is, hey, ah, Pastor, they enjoy. See the fine girl. This woman, they enjoy. Ah, see, Pastor, see how healthy his skin is. It's because Satan by imagination sat in your mind as Lord and you didn't know it. You thought you were watching a movie. But what Satan was doing was he was taking lordship in your imagination. Because the moment he has registered lordship at that level, you cannot rest until you taste it. I'll continue that episode when I come to teach renewed sexuality. In fact, even church people tell you that you are not sure if the person is capable. Church people. Do you understand? The reason is because minds have been stretched to boundaries. Caleb said a powerful statement here. There's a gift God gave us. It's called innocence. 
There are many things I'm discovering now. I heard them when I was a child. I saw them when I was a child. I couldn't have interpreted them in their right lights until I became a man. That's how powerful God is. I told you when I was teaching Genesis chapter 3 here, I said, when they said, we discovered we were naked, God's question was, who told you? They didn't become naked the day they ate the tree. Genesis chapter 2, the man and his wife were naked and not ashamed. That means their attention never turned in the direction of noticing. They might have even had sex, but they did not notice that it required being naked. So, it meant that, so, did it mean that God wanted to keep them naked forever? Is God naked? Is, have you ever heard the description of God anywhere in scripture? And the Bible says he's naked. If he made them in his image and after his likeness, didn't you think that he had plans to clothe them? He did. But there was an orientation with which they were supposed to come into being clothed. The moment that orientation was broken and taken from God, and the enemy was given an opportunity to give that orientation, he broke the entire essence of it. So it's not the activity, it's the orientation. It's not sex. That's not the problem. Sex is the holy gift from God. It's the orientation. So a young man sits down and he's thinking, did I just have the sex? When I just breathe, ah, cry. It will just be like heaven came down, glory filled my soul. At that point, if the trumpet sound, Jesus has tried for me. I know we say it and we we enjoy saying it. We sit upon it. We, do you understand? And we did not know. Let me, let me say this to help your entire journey. Every thought was created by God to have a boundary. If you don't know the boundary of a thought, when it is spilling its boundaries, you will not be able to rebuke it and cause it to return back within its boundary lines. That's why I said to you a few weeks ago, one of God's greatest gifts to you is the sanctuary and the sanctity of your thought. That platform is supposed to be a fellowship platform. But what Satan does with it is since nobody can see the sanctuary of your thought, he tells you to enjoy what you cannot enjoy in the natural So I'm a man of God. Do you understand? And everybody knows that I cannot fornicate or adulterate. I said it very purposely. Do you understand? Since I cannot adulterate, you see my beans, fine girl, really. Right? And I, when I sit down alone to imagine, I'm thinking, God, God made something. When I met Sarah, I thought she was the end of I now met Pell. I now thought Kai. Then the day I met Miriam. But why is God that wicked? Why would he tell me to have one? Let me tell the truth. Adultery is not possible until you have considered certain things. And the problem is not that you are thinking about them. The real problem is that as the thought came, you did not know to be the lord of the boundaries of your mind to say to the thought, you have crossed your line. 
John Sam say. So what I cannot do with Miriam naturally, I have sanctified my thought realm. Because as a man thinks in his heart, it's only a matter of time. It will provide the governing thoughts and the governing mindset. And even if you never get to sleep with anybody that looks like Miriam, there, there is one real problem. You will live your entire life feeling like God cheated you. If I have an opportunity to hug Miriam, what would the hug look like? Because of the thoughts I had had. <laughs> Sister. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Let Brother Lilo continue. <laughs> what am I looking for? I'm looking for every opportunity. Then I go home thinking, Kai, today was a good day. I give her four hugs. Kai. The only problem was all the hugs had to be brief, brief, because it was around church. I wish I can hold it just. Kai. Oh Lord. You didn't know what you were doing. You were defiling the sanctuary of your thought. What you did not know is when the Bible says the Lord is in his holy temple, that's where he's trying to get. That's his temple. In fact, in the Old Testament, when they said temple, they meant the head. She took the tenth peg and she struck his temple. Said, "Do you understand it? We can't win this war until we win it from there. If we don't, if we still have brothers and sisters who." sacrifice the sanctity of the place of their thought and can give 20-30 minutes to thinking fondly and creating imagining experiences in their thought that they don't have the opportunity to do in the body. Let me tell you something. Uh, I was reading first Second Corinthians 10. Give me that scripture again on the board. You will see what will now be lacking. We don't have the moral and the spiritual right to stand and judge every disobedience because our obedience is not complete. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all. I like the way Miriam put it this evening. She said she wanted her relationship and fellowship with God to get so deep that she will be in prayer and say to God, Lord, when the time is right, that means when you consider that you can bear another person in this relationship, show me who it is so we can give him the honor of sharing in the beauty of what, what we already share. You know, I listen. I listen. One of the greatest gifts you can get in the spirit is an, a, a listening ear. That doesn't sound to me like somebody who is saying to God, Lord, is it only spirit, spirit, I'll be loving? The Bible says that just like a man joins himself with a harlot, first Corinthians 6, just like a man joins himself with a harlot, and they too become one body, 
that in the same way a man joins himself with the Lord and they too become one spirit. That understanding, listen to me, satisfaction is satisfaction. There's no spiritual satisfaction and natural satisfaction. Ask those of us who have been married, I'll tell you. When the presence of God is intense in the house, I feel, I feel, the love I feel for my wife changes. I mean, it, it just has a way of sanctifying the love that I have for her. When I look at her under that intense cloud of God's spirit, they, I don't see a single fault. If we finish fighting, Jumokabi, say that's your name. I'm trying to get you straight. If we finish fighting, Jumoke, and we step into a service, and we both arrive at the place where we could yield our hearts to the Lord in the service, and His presence and power falls, if we finish that service, there's nothing to refer to. Because when God says, how can you say you love God whom you see? When you have not loved your brother whom you, sorry, whom you do not see. And you have not loved your brother whom you see. People are thinking, okay, prove that you love God though, by trying to love. No. The moment the love of God, a love for God takes hold of your heart. The ability to hate a human being leaves you. You just walk out happy. Israel, are you alright? You know, do you know the reason why I'm asking? Because I'm coming from too much love. I'm looking for where to reduce it. Rose, is everything okay? Do you have a need? If you find yourself not willing to give, not willing to do God, you have a presence lack. Lock yourself in the presence. Meditate deeply upon the love of God. Come to the deep understanding of how much has come to love you. The moment you arrive there, everything else is an listen. I think I have figured out the Christian life. Nothing is supposed to be tried. You're not supposed to try to heal the sick. You're not supposed to try to live righteous. God didn't design the Christian life. To be tried. He caused everything about your Christian walk to be a reflection of the love between you and him. Now let me tell you something that will shock you. God is not loving you. Every element of love that he needs to love you with, he has loved you. So Paul said in Romans chapter 8, he said, if God did not spare his son, but freely gave his son for us all. How shall he not? He didn't say afterwards. He said together with him. That means the day God was giving Jesus on the cross, he gave everything else he could give. When you hear about the three eternal elements, now these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. Love is who was. Faith is who he is. Hope is who is to come. There are three eternal elements. So, you don't say, God loves me because of what he is doing now. There's no good thing that he withholds from you. No good. Can I tell you what the problem is? 
we don't sit down long enough to focus on that love long enough to permit it to enter into us. So, I can buy Miriam a car. I say, car, car. Is it this kind of car that people who are, who are really in love buy for the people they love? If I buy a Camry 2010, she say, you didn't see 2017. Do you understand the stupid girl? No. Do you understand? <laughs> then you enter a boutique and you buy her 15,000 shoe. Then she says, what happens to Louis Vuitton? Do you understand what I'm saying? And then you bought her a gown. And then she's thinking, no, this gown rained two years ago. Paul said, this is one of my, if you have heard me twice, three times, you would know that this is one of my favorite scriptures. Second Corinthians 5.14 The love of Christ constrains us. Why does it constrain us? Because we judge like this. That means if he does not get the judgment into you, he cannot break the constraint out of you. That means as long as you are watching all of those movies and stealing at 2 o'clock to watch Big Brother Niza and, and there are agents of Lucifer in this nation. Somebody paid for you to get Big Brother Niza free. I'm waiting for my subscription to finish because I need to test it. They say even if your subscription finishes, you will have the channel. I'm waiting to see it. Let it be true. If I don't pray bankruptcy on somebody. Because if you didn't see what to do with your money. No, no. Me, I'm hoping it is still a rumor. And I'm holding on to it as a rumor. I still have the STV subscription. I'm waiting for it to finish. Because of it, I will not even renew. Let it finish. Then I'll scroll. Let me see that channel. And they'll know that there's authority in the spirit. I don't want to know the person's name. I just want to know where his money is coming from. I will shut the source from the air. Madness. Eh, as we say. If you read that scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, the love of Christ constrains us because we judge like this. That means, Christ can love the way he loves the... Come now. Is it not the same Jesus that loves Tijani that loved you? What's Tijani saying about him? If Tijani had his way, they will eliminate everybody who loves Jesus. If Abdul Karim had his way, he should never hear the word Jesus on the streets. But Jesus loved him too. So you see, it's not about the love that he was loved with. It is about how he... That's why even you couldn't give your life to Jesus until the Spirit brought you conviction. What is conviction? He brought you to a quickening. He quickened your judgment. Then he suddenly thought, he did that for me. The day you saw he did it for me, it became easy for you to take your life. And say to him, no, no, you couldn't have died like this. And I'll be living like this. Are you following? I'm saying to you, a Christian can receive all the love, but not judge it right. So if there's anything God is fixing with us tonight, it is our judgment. 
Let me give you a scriptural solution for those of you who have terrible sexuality. The Bible says, if a young man is behaving unseemly towards the virgin to which he is espoused, the word espoused is used in that scripture to even tell you that it's not, he's not just checking the babe. It is that he has made up his mind. She's the one I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Then the Bible says, if he arrives there, Raymond, and he finds himself behaving how? That means there's a way that you're not supposed to behave. There's a seeming way. And I'm glad it's New Testament. If not, somebody would have said, I'm teaching law. And it's Paul. It's not Peter. Because you know that's the latest madness that they are saying. That Peter is law. Uh-huh. Paul said, if anybody finds himself behaving how? That means there's a seeming way. That means I can't begin to get involved in touching and necking and petting and all of that as a believer and nothing is happening inside of me to give me caution. I should know, no, this is not proper. I told you why marriages are failing. Two cannot work together except they be, come, Miriam, come, stand, stand here. You know. Okay, so my name is Ching Talk. Okay, um, I want us to journey to where Pastor Kefas is. Do you want to go that far? Okay, you want to reach Asas where Pastor Kefas is? No, no, just in case you want to stop where Pastor Sarah is. I really, where me I'm going to is where Pastor Kefas is. Do you want to go that far? Okay, so can we walk together? Okay, so let's go. Right? Aha. Why are we walking and we're not, we're not currently? Because we agreed where we're going to be. And then we arrived there. Okay. Ah, Miriam. Let's go. Uh-uh, leave you. Why not? We must go. Is this? Is it here? Eh, Sophia? Is it here? We want to start asking ourselves where are we going to? You see, people love when they are supposed to be talking, so they end up talking when they are supposed to be loving. Let me let me break a meat. Let me break a meat. Anything that wears trousers can sleep with anything that wears skirt. You didn't hear me. Can I say it? If not, there will be no fornication in this world now. If anything that has trousers, in all of us wear trousers, I'm just using analogies. If anything that wears trousers can sleep with anything that wears skirt, is sleeping the problem? Have you ever seen a guy, a man who is married, chasing another girl? How many of you have noticed that 85 to 95, 98% of the times, the new girl he's chasing is far more war washers? In fact, of the increase of our worsty, 
No, no. Some men leave their intelligent wives and sleep with their house, house help. Does, does it not then tell you that anything that actually if it is sexual beauty you are looking for, if you stay consistently beholding, it will come out. Nobody is ugly now. But you know what, Israel? Even the most spiritual among us, oh, I was talking to somebody, I'll not tell you the person's name, no name, nationally. person told me, Kai, that he has a problem marrying. And what's his problem? Really simple. That when he finds a sister who is deep in spiritual things, she's not fine. Then when he finds the one that is fine, she's not deep spiritual things. And he, he, know the, he knows the danger of marrying the fine girl. He knows that soon he will lose his ministry and he does not want to. But he believes that the danger of marrying the girl who is just spiritual and she's not very fine is that eh? Poster. Are you following me? No, that was not his real concern. That particular one, his concern was not poster. It is that he doesn't want to wake up tomorrow and find out that he's not faithful to his wife because he's now feeling something. Excuse me. And maybe before you entered into that disservice, that made sense. Doesn't that sound like a vital reason? Listen. Listen to me. Two cannot work together except they be agreed. So, what God gave you relationship and courtship to do is so that you can talk and agree. How far are we going? What do we want to do? How do you want to raise your children? What's the environment you want to raise them in? You understand? Those are the kind of talks we had for four and a half years with my wife. And I'm not saying we knew all these things perfectly and lived them so perfectly. There are things today that we wish we knew when you now know them. But we can't suffer certain things and come and have you suffer it. Listen, there's a grace from God that makes that you can do relationship without straining your body night and day. And you, you know what I'm talking about. Now that you're in a relationship, you can't even sleep in the night. You are straining your body night and day and you are saying to yourself, did I catch up? That's the reason why the moment you have an opportunity with her, your brain cannot work. My problem with you is when I'm saying serious things, you laugh. You think I'm joking? Hear me. Because there's something I want to square into and break a meat forever. One day I said to a young man, How old are you? He said he's 26. I said, When are you planning to marry this girl? He said, By next year. I said, When you are 27. I say you have the rest of the whole of your life to sleep with this girl. 
the rest of the whole of your life. If you live till you are 75, it's you that wake up one day and you tell your body rise, your body will say, I'm not rise. Then the girl is saying to you, men, oh, horse. Don't come near here. There's nothing here. It's a dry tree. So I ask people, if sex was marriage, when there's no more sex to do, both of you, when there's no more sex to do, how do you then live? I came to break a meat. And don't get it wrong. Sex is beautiful. It's a great gift from God. Great gift. One day I told my wife, what was God thinking? Wow. He thought well. Great gift. Don't get it wrong. It is that he makes all things beautiful when If you don't understand times and seasons. So just in case you still don't have understanding. I have a solution. And it's from the Bible. As I continue. If you are behaving yourself unseemly towards the virgin to which you are espoused to marry. The Bible says you should carry the girl. And come quickly to my office. And say to me, Pastor, I cannot hold it. Anymore. I will join you people in my office. But first, I will call your father and her father and tell them I have an emergency pastoral situation. No, no, no. Why are people laughing now? Marriage is not between four people, it's between two people. I say, is this boy a spouse to your daughter? You know him. You say yes. I said, they have been having serious matters. They cannot wait. So I'm just calling to tell you that I'm about to join them. If there's anything remaining, we'll pay you later. No. I wish you were hearing what I'm saying. Let me tell you another one. I told them one day, I said with all your fire, that guy, Oh, I cannot but hair ah, my beans. Oh. <laughs> if you don't know the history of my beans, don't worry. Do you understand? I cannot hey, today cannot pass us by. This is tomorrow may be too late. My beans. Then she says, ah, I, ah, I have something to tell you before we go on. Say, hurry up, hurry up. Don't kill the mood. Then she says, see, if I don't tell you this, I feel like I should tell you. Oh, now go straight to the point. I discovered three days ago I have HIV, but I still love you. You will see how the guy who cannot control himself will turn into a counselor. It is where that's not the end of life. God can do all things. If God can do all things, finish what you started so that God can just do all things. Stop. <laughs> Sex is overrated. That's what I just studied.
Do you understand? That really, the force driving you is an imagination that exalted itself and took the seat of Christ. What's now saying to you is you cannot be satisfied until you taste it. Rebuke that devil. Get thee behind me, Satan. The Bible says he was tempted like as we are. I told you the other day here that Satan didn't appear with a horn and say to him, "If you are the son of God. Even my last born Zinaria will overcome this devil like that. Because she will not stand to look at the guy twice. She's taking off and shouting, Daddy. There's no conversation. How was Jesus tempted? In his thought. That's how you are tempted. I've told people, some people have refused to believe me. When you get to heaven, you will confirm. Satan didn't come to Jesus and say, if you are the son of God, turn this stone to bread. That's not what happened. The guy had finished 40 days and had just finished devotion with God. And then he was coming. Then he saw one stone. The shape of the stone looked like bread. Jerusalem bread. <laughs> Suddenly, Jesus just, he didn't know what was driving him in that direction. God, oh my home, oh. When shall I see? Then Satan said to him, Why do you have to wait to get home? Didn't you hear when God was declaring to you that thou art my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased? Don't you know that that bestows upon you the power of heaven? Jesus said, Yes. He said, So just use the power and tell this stone to become bread. It was God you just waited upon 40 days. How are you even sure you are strong enough to get to town? It was a thought. That's how it came in his mind. When you get to heaven, you can ask him. I've asked him. That's what I'm telling you. Then he turned. And he knew the devices of the enemy. Because this was what Satan was trying to do. He was trying to get him to begin to use the power of God to gain personal advantage. It will have become a consistent trend. Then anytime he needs personal advantage, he will stir up the power of God. Go and read the entire story of Jesus. There was no day he used the power of God for his personal advantage. Never. 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 If you ask me, it would have been part of the reasons why Jesus started two more days when they told him, your friend Lazarus. Because the tendency is to take advantage of the power of God. At that point, you are a God representative. You are not Lazarus' friend. Friends will come to you when you are sick with Milo and Bombita. That's what friends do. But if you place the demand on the Son of God, you must understand that you cannot do because it is your friend. You can only do because that's what the Father wants you to do. If you ask me, that's why Jesus tarried. If you ask me, that's why he said to his mother at that wedding, what have I to do with you? No, he didn't say mother. He didn't say ma. He said woman. He was cutting natural ties 
So that when it comes to exercising the power and the dominion of God, it was not connected in any way to what he was in the natural. You understand it? So I can tell you the other one. I'll tell you one more. So that you understand where your own battles are and fight them. Fight them. Satan took him to the top of a mountain. The Bible says, and showed him all the glories of this world. Is either Satan gave him a revelation or took him on a trance or you don't understand what that scripture means. Can I tell you what it means? Because to see the glories of the whole world in the mindset that you have, it means to see every beauty in the world. And it's not possible from any point. From one single vintage point. Physical vintage point. So what you should be asking is, what did he mean? I can tell you what happened. He stood right there. And while he was beholding Jerusalem, he could have seen the chariots of Herod passing. That was the best car in Israel as at that time. Then Satan said to him, it is not a bad idea now. You didn't come here to escort anybody. So when he said, I will give you all of this if you will bow down and worship me. He wasn't saying, I am the devil. And I say, oh thou Lucifer, thou art my Lord. I worship thee. Don't tell anybody who are in the bush. No, 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 no. That's not what Satan demanded of him. Satan said to him, with the kind of power you have, you can stir up several rich people. If you can compromise the God standard, if you compromise the God standard, these things will be your own. takes nothing. Why did the Bible refer to it as bow down and worship me? I am the Lord your God. You will have no God before me. Every act of covetousness in the Bible is referred to as idolatry. So it means that Satan lifted up the glories of living comfortably before Jesus. I said to him, man, this is desirous. Forget this will of God something. And if Satan had, if Jesus had stirred up seven rich people in Jerusalem, they would have given him that kind of chariot. They would have built him that kind of palace. But he would have lost his entire assignment. Because for him to hang on the tree, he had to be the spotless Lamb of God. All Satan wanted to leave on him was a spot. And there was no way Satan would leave a spot if Satan does not win him. So when the Bible says, come out from among them and be separate, it didn't mean go and start a, a Christian camp. Live in Canaan land or live in redemption camp or Mount of Fire Prayer City. And I don't have a problem with Christian camps. They are necessary places. Sometimes you need them to retreat and pray. We will build one. I've changed my mind. We will build. I can't be waking up and looking for a space for camp meeting every year. We will build. 
and build a camp. 20,000, 40,000. Because soon the world will come to Joss to hear instruction. Are you following me? So don't get it wrong. He wasn't saying come out from living in the city and go and live in the bush. He wasn't even saying don't have Muslim friends. Jesus does not qualify to tell you that. Because he was a friend of sinners. So if he was a friend of sinners, how does he tell you not to befriend sinners? What was he saying when he says evil company corrupts good morals? What he was saying is, every time two people meet, on what basis do they meet? If you have an unbelieving friend, let it be because he has seen the life of God. And if that becomes the basis, there is an influence flowing from you to him. There was no unbelieving friend Jesus had that could influence Jesus. Jesus said no word in the house of Lazarus. He didn't say a word. didn't preach a single message. Lazar came out and he said to her, I have changed. If there's anybody that remembers what I took from him, he should come back. I'll give him times four. Are you following? It's where the influence is flowing into. What made you become that person's friend? If you got your thinking right, there are certain people you cannot be friends with. You know why? The reason why you are friends with him is because you like the way he used to talk about how they used to go and hang out and eat and drink beer and eat roasted fish. And you are thinking, okay, if person cannot go, at least let be hearing the story of how it happened. You will soon be there. Don't run away from unbelievers. They are the ones God called you to engage. Do you understand me? No, that's not the calling. But the basis for the relationship was always divine. Nobody came to Jesus and thought me and Jesus were mates. Even the high priest, that guy would have been like 20, 25 years older than Jesus. So he couldn't come in the daytime. He came in the night. He was a priest of Israel. But he came in the night, a Pharisee. Teach out the law. It was just shameful for anybody to see him following Jesus in the afternoon. In fact, the Pharisees would have killed him. Because you just made a rubbish of our entire sect. If you are a teacher of the law and you are following this small boy, do you know how old Jesus was? 30 years old. Do you know? Do you know? Sometimes when I remember, I feel too old. I'm older than Jesus when he died. Do you understand? I feel too old. He was 30. And they were, Nicodemus couldn't see himself follow him in the afternoon. And Jesus was not wicked. He bore with his infirmity. But Jesus still laughed at him. He said, Master, we know that thou art a teacher sent by God. For no man can do the things you do except God be with him. Jesus said, except a man be born again. Then he saw Nico, Nico sat down was thinking. You you know you read the Bible in verses. That's why you don't know. That's why you don't understand what happened. Jesus, they said, we know that thou art a teacher sent by God. Because no man can do the things you do, Emmanuel. Except he be sent of God. Then Jesus said, no, no, no. This is not just being sent of God. 
Except a man is born again. Uh oh. Except he's born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Uh-uh. Then Jesus kept quiet. Nico sat down like this. He changed position. And Jesus will not say a word. He was waiting for Nico to say something. When Nico finished cracking his brain, he said, um, Rabbi, but how can a man be born again when he is old? Why did he say when he is old? Because he was old. If I came to look for life, and you are telling me to be born again, at this age, maybe if I was 12, I would have thought of it. How can a man be born when he is old? And Jesus said, Are you a teacher in Israel? And you don't understand this? And Jesus was not disrespectful. The Jesus you know is not the same Jesus in the Bible. No. I'm telling you. You know, even Jesus, Satan gave you an imagination of what he looks like. And the imagination looked holy, but it was nothing like him. Which made you attaining his level of life impossible. Because you had a pigment of somebody who was always wearing white and was never causing trouble. And Satan gave you that picture because even Satan knows that's not who Jesus is. Forever you are trying to be that. And the more you are trying to be that, the spirit of God moves inside of you. You will have misbehaved before you discover. Ah, ah. Lord, forgive me. And God is saying to you, there's nothing to forgive but you. Because you have raised an imagination. Are you following me? Win Satan. Yeah. Don't win on Valentine's Day. Win perpetually. Oh, did somebody hear me? How do I win perpetually? Listen. There were two things God gave Adam to do with the garden. He said he should tend the garden. Meaning, he should plant in it fruitful thoughts. The second thing is, keep the garden. Meaning, provide a guard. For it. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Ah, for out of it flows the issues of life. Don't sit down in front of a TV and give yourself holy to it. My friend, Dr. Gui, of blessed memory, said, you know what entertainment is? It is the temporal suspension of your thought to superimpose the thought of another upon you. You are not entertained if you do not lose. Yeah. What is entertainment now? Is it not to take in something? That's what it means to entertain. Yeah. So Satan's greatest strategy is to make you lose guard. Do you understand? I've done this illustration in one time. Let me close this thing. When I come back from tour, people are in trouble. Do you understand? If you were watching a, a Nigerian film, come blessing. If you were watching a Nigerian film, blessing. And that is Shoma. This is AGK. <laughs> and from when we were Finishing our secondary school, Choma HK. We just we like to used to sing. Then we sit under a tree. 
Then someone will sing, Oh, be more. Then me, I say, If you Then Thomas' uncle hated me, ADK. Because he was planning for her to marry one rich boy in the city. That's all that there was to Nigerian film. I said, Was. Because they are trying now. I've not, I've not watched them in recent times. I've, it's like maybe three years since I sat down. Do you understand? Joma, your uncle now carried her to Lagos from the village in Umwaya. Do you understand? <laughs> then, me too, I now started learning trade and I went to Port Harcourt. So, she went to Lagos. I went to Port Harcourt. Then, she found that rich man. Rich man, stand up now. What's your problem? I told you, come and form your family here. I'm closing my Valentine message. Do you understand? She found that rich man. She married him. And me too, I went to Port Harcourt. Then I found... <laughs> eh? This. <laughs> Do you understand? Then let me show you the, the picture in the movie. She was giving me tough time. She will be misbehaving anyhow. I'll be suffering. Then he too was giving her tall time. He'll be beating her. She will fall on the ground. And she'll be begging. He's actually beating her. Somebody give me a hole. Let me break this boy's head. Are you following me? At this point in the film, what are you praying? No, no, no. At that point in the film, help me. What are you thinking? Oh, Lord. Why are these ones in Lagos and these ones in Port Harcourt? I wish both of them were in Lagos so that they will let him just meet his true love. Aha. Uh-huh. Then they will now show you that HK went to Port Harcourt Oh, are they in Lagos? That was in Lagos. Why do I support her? Okay. So, HK went to Lagos to do a contract. Then, as she was coming out of a shop, she was crying, but she was coming out of a shop. She was, she, he was coming into the shop. She was coming out of the shop. Something now fell down from her hand. Then, as it rolled, she was about to pick it. Then, they both. Shoma. 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 Now, what are you saying on the other side? Thank God. But you didn't know what you just registered in your mind. That it was alright to have adultery when your marriage is not working. You watched a movie, except that you didn't know it was the movie that was watching you. Guard your heart with all diligence. And you know I'm not given to the religion of don't watch films. I'm not. I'm given to the, to the understanding that you must be in charge of your thought. And how you know you are in charge is, <laughs> see what these people are trying to sell. 
That's what they're trying to say. One day I finished teaching like that. I heard somebody's thought. He said, the film will not be sweet again now. <laughs> so you create your own. Did you hear Israel's love song tonight? Yeah. No, no, don't sing that one for Jesus. Keep it for a babe. And you see. You see how religious you are? You didn't think that it was even righteous to sing a song. And you have a book in the Bible that was a it was a collection of love songs. Solomon didn't write it unto the Lord. He wrote it describing the girls that he was being with. But God considered it a worthy description of spiritual realities that happened between a believer and the Holy Spirit. Not teach, engage, and finish it, and not teach you what the royal priesthood is because the church doesn't understand it. We don't understand that what it takes to be a royal priest is to show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Where are we showing the praises forth? In darkness. We return to the darkness he called us out of with a whole different set of mentalities. So we need to do movies. And the, we need to write love songs. And the value of them, the world should not be able to deny. So listen to me. Tonight, I came out to teach one scripture. Come out from among them and be separate. Separate is not live in isolation. Separate means be governed by a different set of thoughts. And the only way you can be governed by them is when before God you agree that these thoughts are not inferior to any other thought in the world. Let's finish that scripture. 2 Corinthians 10. Let's close. Thank you, darlings. Sit down, all of you. Thank you. Shama left AGK gifts. Shama is a Valentine gift. Looks very golden. Uh uh, Shama. You know that's AGK? Okay, AGK is worthy of more than that. Amen. Casting down and what? What does the high thing do? Against what? That means there's a knowledge of God. There's a knowledge of God concerning sex. There's a knowledge of God concerning your livelihood. A knowledge of God concerning your relationships. I mean your general relationships. Father-daughter relationship. Mother-son relationship. There's a knowledge of God. But that the contention consistently in every generation is for Satan to send out high things that make God look foolish. That's the reason why. When you now see believers like us enjoying a blissful marriage, it now looks strange. How come everybody's marriage is suffering? Their marriages are blossoming. It's because we have refused to buy the mentalities. We refused it. 
We refuse to be governed by the thought. We refused it. We, we have refused marital equality. We still believe submission. There is spiritual equality, not marital equality. The male and the female before God are equal. But the husband and the wife operationally have got structure. It's like entering a structure and there's no director. No, I'm a rational thinking, full-grown human being. You can't be telling me what to do like that. It's all right. <laughs> do your own. We will do our own. When you are brought down and fallen, we will be reason and will stand upright. Because structurally, that I am your pastor, does it mean I'm better than you? What does he really mean? But can we operate a church without a pastor? So is the pastor normally the best human being in the church? Is he even the greatest teacher? Me too, I've sat down here some days. I've heard some people teach and I'm thinking, oh boy. I closed from a session in Lagos. And I entered to rest because I thought I'd finished. So I told them, Kai, I can't wait to sleep now. They say, you can't sleep, oh, there's one more session. I say, why? So the pastor said, okay, pastor, pastor, you know, what to do? Oh, clear the lounge for you. Nobody will see you. So that you can rest for 20 minutes. As if you can really rest for the 20 minutes. I laid down like that. Then I connected to church online. Pastor Onismo said something. You understand? That's Pastor Oni, the latest of the people I ordained. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I should have been saying it like, I, that's my. I'm saying to you, you are not the best of human beings. That's why God gave you leadership. That's not why. So when you submit to a husband, you don't submit to him because he's the best thinker. That's the reason why in a church structure, a church dies when all the instructions come from the pastor. Oh, do you hear me? You must be creative enough to get up and say, this is what I believe the Spirit of God wants us to do. And the pastor must also be humble enough to listen to it and say, yeah, I think we should carry that. Tonight was not my idea. What's my idea? Queen Esther started it. They talked to a few people. I had even forgotten they said they were going to do Valentine meeting. Until a few days ago, Pastor Stevie sent me a program. I said, Valentine meeting where? In which church? They said, God life. I said, I'm teaching. You know. I want to teach. If you leave. If you leave me, I don't have time for all this rubbish. You understand? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But see what a beautiful night we had. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want your leaders in every department not to short your creativity by always imposing upon you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the same mindset you must carry into marriage. When you enter into marriage and then the woman says, can we do that? I said, no, no, no. I'm the husband of this house. If God wants to speak, he has to speak through me. That's how some pastors pastor. That's why some churches never grow. Are you following me? But we cannot have a church without a pastor. That's the same way we cannot have a marriage without a husband. Listen. Give me that scripture. Let me finish it. Let's share the grace. 
Were you blessed tonight? Let's finish it now. Uh, casting down imaginations and every word. High saying that exalts itself against the knowledge. Then he said, I'm bringing into what? That means there are thoughts that you will capture and lock. Bringing into captivity every what? To the... That means the prison cell you put that thought in is called the... This is what Christ said. Let me tell you something. You will find very... It will be very difficult for you to believe, but you must believe it tonight. That everything Jesus said, if you put it on the platform of reason, beside any thought that exists today, that thought will not stand. It won't stand. Hear the explanation my wife gave you about sex before marriage. Alright? Okay, so, you... Okay, you slept with this one, slept with that one, slept with this one, slept with this one, slept with this one, right? So you have distributed yourself in six or seven different places. You can never settle down in marriage to say, this is the only taste I know. So one day you come out, you'll be thinking, if you had just turned the way Esther used to turn. You didn't know you were killing you. In your mind, you were, you had sense. Okay, emotionally speaking, who is happy when you move on? Have you ever seen people moving on and they say, hey, yes, time to move on. God bless you. God bless you. We're fine. Yeah, so you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Can you receive me now? Okay. But soon, me too. It's time to move on. God bless you. Have you ever seen people moving on with smiles on their faces? The pain, doesn't it tell you that there's a part of you that left Then we'll behave like heartbreak is part of life. Everybody must go through it at some point in life. Now, bring that thought and make it captive to the obedience of Christ. Let me close like this. Next verse. Verse 6. What is it? What's worrying them? Listen. Sir, this is the consciousness that keeps us subduing thoughts every time. And having in a readiness to what? we must understand that in our minds we must understand that our life assignment, I'll teach this when I return, that our life assignment is to revenge every disobedience. Revenge means every extent to which Satan has established disobedience, we need to flog it and return it. If you now pick that up as a personal life assignment, you will now know that when you are controlling your thought on the inside, you are not just dealing with you. You will soon have to deal with nations. You will have to deal with kingdoms. Do you understand what I'm saying? I told a group of Nollywood stars on Friday night last week in Lagos. They had a meeting. Nollywood stars. I didn't know they used to pray. I didn't know. Pastor Isi used to tell me. I didn't know they used to pray. Until I went there. Then Precious knew some of them. I don't used to watch anything in so, when we came out, they said, ah, that's the guy that said this thing. The other guy is the one in the... I said, oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know anyone of them. I just found my friend, Frank Mweke Jr. there. And you know, I was telling them that night. I said to them, what you do not know is every time you rise up, the reason why the Bible says in Psalm chapter 2, let, why do the hidden rage and people imagine a vain thing? He said, 
this is what they are saying. Let us cast their cords from us. What they mean is, every time you come into power, Joshua, there's a restriction that comes upon them. There are things they want to do, they cannot do. That's why the kings of the earth fight your rising. And that's the same reason why God is committed to raising you. So I said to them, if you are a Christian and you don't know boundaries, you cannot know dominion. You cannot know dominion. So what the world is always afraid of, Michelle, is that the day you enter into power, there are certain things you will execute. They cannot fight it on the basis of reason. They can't. Because they know that if you put it upon the platform of reason, every reasonable human being knows this is for the collective good of our best interest. Till today in America, if anybody in governance has a wife matter as in scandal, he resigns. Somebody set the standard. So as mad as America is, and everybody say, let everybody be free to do what they want to do. You can't be free the moment you enter into government. Somebody said it so. That's what these devils are trying to fight. They're trying to make sure you can live anyhow. That's what they're afraid of. Let us cast their cords from us. So if you don't know restraint from within, how does God establish your day of dominion? Are you following me? Love restraint. I was talking with my students in MGC class. One went there. We finished the inspection. I told them. We, there was a there's a devil that we fought from when we were in school. They are still fighting it today. There's a fence behind the boys' hostel. No matter how many times school raises it, boys bring it out. Because they have to go to Kwanan Soda to buy rubbish. Rubbish. Bijoli, cigari, and then maybe Igbo. Then those who cannot smoke will even just go there to buy Kose Ariam. You know how to close now. So let me finish the story. I said to them, listen to me. Now in your life, you must love boundaries. I said, because when you are breaking boundaries, you are believing that you are setting yourself free. What you did not know is that you are opening the door for those without to come in. That the same boundary you broke, believing you are setting yourself free, is the same entrance by which a serpent enters because the head is broken, he can now strike you. And I told them, physical boundaries are only reflections of boundaries in our minds. If you cannot keep a physical boundary, even in relationship, you understand? Come back, Miriam. Come. You know you are my best example when it comes to this thing. Hey, right? Friends, casual friends. Relationship. If I start to look for her to be touching, touching her, rubbing her, what I don't know is I don't know boundaries. One day somebody said to me, well, how far can I go in a relationship? I said, whatever you don't have, don't touch. If you don't have it, don't touch it. So one naughty boy was thinking in his mind. You know when I teach, I hear what is in the mind of him. He said, okay, so both of us have bought. <laughs> when I heard it, I now answered. I asked, I was teaching, so I answered. I said, check your bot and her bot. Do they look the same? Are you all right? Are you following me? Just It's just a sense of the knowledge of what? Boundaries. Because when you come to judge the nations, what you will institute, Pastor Severs, is boundaries. 
That's why the hidden will never let you come to rule. Because they know in your day, there will be righteousness as standards and boundaries. That's what they are fighting. And you can't institute boundaries when you don't have boundaries. Did anybody get me tonight? So listen to me. Thanks, darling. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Listen to me. As you go tonight, understand that your war is here. Come out from among them and be separate. Jesus said, after these things do the Gentiles seek. Is here. It means if you see yourself thinking the way a Gentile is thinking, you have not come out. So it's simple. How does the world think about this thing? The moment you find what the world is thinking, just go the opposite direction. You are with God. It's very easy to be with God. It's very easy. How does the world think about this thing? When you see it, just turn the other direction and just keep walking. You are with God. Notice it comes with a promise. Come out from among them and be separate. Touch not the unclean thing. He said, and I will receive you. I will be a father unto you and you will be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Tonight, having therefore these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves of all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So you find out your perfection is not from without, it's from here. If I permit the Lord to renew me in my mind, even if I was a sexual addict, if I was a nympho, my body will soon come together. I'll teach it when I come to teach renewed sexuality. Every struggle is here. If you can pull down that thought from here. When Satan says to you, you cannot but sleep with a man. Tell him, I can't do all things through Christ. That's how you walk. That's why the Bible says, taking up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When you do it again and again, even if you fall once and twice, and you get up and you repeat it again, and you get up and repeat it again, soon, you'll find out that you have shifted here. And once a man shifts here, Satan can do nothing about it. Nothing. Nothing. Father, tonight we thank you. Thank you for such a beautiful time. We're so blessed, the people. See how freely your thought just reigned in this place, person after person. See how freely and how beautifully your gifts were displayed here. From Maya to Steve to Israel to Miriam to everyone who had an opportunity to Nasak, everyone. See how blessed we are as a family. Lord, we cannot forget tonight to tell you thank you for putting together such greatly graced people. Those who were on the stage, those who even sat back to listen. We have not unearthed half of the graces that are present in this house. And Lord, we ask for grace to be able to give everyone some space to breathe and do God, whether it is within the house or without it. But Lord, we want to first and foremost thank you for packing us so full of gifts. We give you praise. We want to thank you also for your word. Your word that comes to save us every time and move our mentalities 
until we think the same way like you. Lord, tonight we thank you for saving us. Thank you for helping us know that the, the problem is not our body, it is our mind. Thank you because by the power of the word of God, we subdue every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. And we bring to obedience every thought to the captivity of the obedience of Christ. Blessed be your name, Father. As the people leave tonight, Lord, bless everyone. Strengthen everyone. I pray especially for people who are dating, who are in relationships. Lord, I ask that you give them grace to be very constructive. Lord, I ask that within, as individuals, you build them as visionaries. Let them be able to see. Because directionlessness comes because men cannot see. Lord, let our men see. Let our women see. Let our boys see. Let our girls see. Let everyone, Lord, let this be a house full of sight. Let there be light everywhere. And on the scent of that light and sight, let every two people who agree to work together, let them come speaking light upon light until glory blows out in between their faces. Lord, let there be a consistent sharing of glory so that it is clear where we are going to and where you are taking us to. So that when the days come, we will beautifully love as we watch you fulfill the things that we have dreamt. The Bible says in that day, even upon handmaidens and upon men servants will you pour your spirit. Lord, we are not just handmaidens and men servants. We are sons and daughters. So we know we qualify for an outpouring of the spirit. Pour your spirit upon us even right now. And cause, oh God, that everyone who needs help receives help even right now. We bless you, our Father. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name and everyone said, Amen.